0: Welcome back folks to the GeezerGus Presents radio comedy series. I'm so thrilled you tuned in again. I do hope you're enjoying these classic radio shows. In today's comedy episode, we make another visit to the Fibber McGee and Molly radio show. This fun episode is titled, Fibber Returns from the Hospital. This classic episode first aired in 1944. In this episode, McGee can't wait to tell everyone all about his bout with pneumonia in the hospital one of the most popular and enduring radio series of its time. It ran from 1935 to 1956. In this episode, I've kept the original commercials in the episode so you can have a more authentic listening experience, just as listeners did back in 1944. This episode is brought to you by our friends at CritterCaper.com. At CritterCaper.com, you can watch hundreds of pet and animal videos that will truly warm your heart. There are great pet care and training videos as well. So give CritterCaper.com a visit and start watching all the great, fun short clips of pets and animals. It's addicting too. Also, don't forget to visit GeezerGust.com too. You can listen to all of the available radio show episodes plus watch hundreds of classic comedy television show episodes from back in the day. You'll love it. Now, enjoy this episode of Fibber McGee and Molly titled, Fibber Returns from the Hospital.
1: The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax Products for Home and Industry present Bibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn, with music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra. when a guy gets out of the hospital with a wonderful topic of conversation like a snappy recovery from pneumonia, you'd think a guy would get a chance to pop off about it, wouldn't you? Like this guy here and his wife, Biver McGee and Molly.
2: Look, are you going to let me tell you about this or not?
3: Here, yeah, I can hardly wait to hear it, but now first let me punch up those sofa pillows a bit. Oh. There now. Thanks.
2: Well, sir, that first morning when I woke up in the hospital... Full of sulfamersidotes, and I saw that nurse.
3: Now, raise up a little, dearie. Your huh? bathrobe has slipped. Now, if you want to stay down here in the Davenport, you'll have to be careful. There, now, there you are.
2: And I saw the nurse standing there. Are the... you
3: sure you should be talking so much? Remember that uh, the doctor said take it easy.
2: What do you mean, talking so much? I'm dying for a chance to talk. <laughs> My gosh, I establish a record for beating the rap with pneumonia and nobody will ever even listen to me
3: But sweetheart, I'm listening to you, I don't want to miss a word of it
2: Okay then, let me tell you The minute Doc flanged me into that ambulance and rushed me to the hospital And I saw there was a room and two nurses ready and waiting for me Right there, I had a hunch something was wrong
3: (laughs) (laughs) Ah, you're a shrewd little character (laughs) Nobody else would have given it a second thought
2: Well, you know how I am about my health Nothing bothers me Get a cold and pay no attention to it. (laughs)
3: Laugh it off. (laughs) (laughs) Say, uh, how about the time you got the little thorn in your thumb and insisted on wearing your arm in a sling for three weeks?
2: (laughs) Well, a thorn can be a serious thing. I knew a guy got a thorn in his finger, and six months later, to the very day, he got through off a horse.
3: What was the connection?
2: I don't know, but it makes you stop and think. (laughs) But as I was saying, when I woke up that first morning in the hospital, full of sulfagaberdine. And saw the nurse standing there with a...
4: Oh, hello, Alice. Hello, Mrs. McGee. Hello, Mr. McGee. How are you feeling?
2: Oh, I'm all right, Alice. (laughs) Just got to take it easy for a while. It was a close call.
3: Oh, speaking
4: of calls, were there any phone calls for me, Mrs. McGee? (laughs) One, Alice. uh, Some young man called,
3: uh, uh, told me to tell you the Charlie call.
4: Oh, rigor mortis.
2: Rigger Mortis?
4: Yes Yes, that's a friend of mine That he works at the airplane plant Charlie Mortis He's a rigger <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: Let's just call him Charlie after this, dear It's less clinical
2: now, Speaking of clinical When I woke up in the hospital that first morning Full of sofa, never mind And I saw that nurse standing oh, there Charlie
4: a... is really a wonderful boy, Mrs. McGee mm. He and I have talked quite a lot about getting married And we probably would Except that we don't like each other <laughs>
2: Oh, that's no obstacle, Alice I knew a gal once Who was a Republican committee woman And she married a guy Simply because he looked Like an elephant <laughs>
3: McGee knows more interesting people, Alice He even knew the man who drove the ambulance when he went to the hospital yeah. He was in the army with him in the last war well,
2: Had to lend him five bucks before he'd even start the ambulance <laughs> But that's how Doc Gamble says my case was How, oh, dearie? Touch and go
4: <laughs> You know, my brother had an interesting case of pneumonia once It settled in his lungs Yeah mm-hmm. Yes, it often does
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> But let me tell you about this, Alice. All right. Well, sir, that first morning when I woke up in the hospital. It's
3: time for your medicine, dearie.
2: Huh? Oh, okay. Uh, excuse me a minute, Alice. <laughs> I don't really need this stuff, but as long as I'm paying the doctor, I might as well get something out of it.
3: <laughs> Open your mouth, dearie. Huh? There. That's it. Taken huh? like a little
4: man. Mm. Uh, taste awful, Mr. McGee? Oh, not
2: bad, if you care for distilled roofing paper with a slight dash of... <laughs> <laughs> with a slight dash of blacksmith's apron. <laughs>
4: I guess you were a pretty sick man there for a while, weren't you, Mr. McGee?
2: Pretty sick? Why, my gosh, Alice, when I woke up the first morning in that hospital...
4: They woke him up at 6 o'clock hmm. in the morning, Alice. 6 o'clock? What on earth for?
2: Well, the nurses all have to get up early, and they hate to think of all those lazy patients <laughs> laying there pounding their ears all the forenoon till 7.30 or so.
3: Oh, and McGee had a couple of wonderful nurses, didn't you, McGee?
2: Oh, yeah, they were swell. Well, the way they talk, it's it's kind of embarrassing at first.
4: Why, Mr. McGee?
2: Well, they came bustling in with a pan of water, and they say real cheerful. Well, let's take our bath, shall we? <laughs> oh, my God. Scared a guy to death. <laughs> I was scared at first we were both going to have to... McGee! <laughs>
3: uh, what was it you were going to tell Alice, dearie?
2: Going to tell? Oh, yes. that's This is very interesting, mm-hmm. Alice. That, that first morning when I woke up in the hospital, full of sofa trampoline... And I saw that nurse standing there Oh,
3: heavenly days, McGee, it's time for your temperature
2: Huh?
4: Hand me that thermometer, will you, Alice? Oh, sure, here you are What's the matter? Was there a spider on it?
2: Oh, she's just shaking it down, Alice You see, it's it's a Fahrenheit thermometer That means it's got to be far down so it can rise to the height of your temperature (laughs) Oh, yeah Yeah. You see?
4: Chiefers, I guess you know just about everything, Mr. McGee Oh, I don't know, I just read
2: a lot (laughs) I got a retentive memory for not forgetting things but as I was saying...
3: Now, uh, here, McGee, under your tongue, mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah. Excuse me for interrupting you.
2: Mm, that's okay. <laughs> you order know, the first thing in the morning, when in
1: the hospital, oh, there's something many of Billy Mills and the orchestra playing Speak Low.
2: Sure is good to be back from the hospital, baby. This is about the time of the afternoon they'd always come in and wash my mouth out with soap.
3: Wash your mouth out with soap? What on earth for?
2: Well, they couldn't refrain from asking me how I like hospital food. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't refrain from telling them.
3: (laughs) You don't have to worry now, dearie. Beulah's going to fix you a lovely dinner.
2: Great, great, great. That gal can really wrestle the vitamins, can't she? Uh... What's she fixing?
3: Well, I don't know, but she was yodeling a little while ago, so I think it's Swiss steak. Oh,
2: fine. Are you hungry? Oh, I'm hungrier than anybody put together. <laughs> and that's a funny thing. I thought I'd never be hungry again. That first morning when I woke up in the hospital full of sofa Korsakoff and saw that nurse standing there with... A... I sure have been keeping that nurse standing there, haven't I? <laughs> you really
3: have. Come in. Oh, hello, Mr. Wellington.
2: Oh, my dear Mrs.
5: McGee, how delightful to see you again. And, McGee, old man, how dee-do.
2: Hi, Sig. (laughs) Sorry I can't shake hands, but I'm still pretty weak. Got to take care of myself for a long time yet. Well, somebody must,
5: and it might as well be you. (laughs) Won't you sit down, Uh, Mr. Wellington? Sure,
2: Sig, sit down. No, I must ask you not to smoke. But I say, old man, you're smoking. Oh, I'm not inhaling. <laughs> Beg your pardon?
3: Uh, can I get you a slug of tea or something, Mr. Wellington?
5: <laughs> Thank you, no, my dear. I can only stay but a moment. I merely wish to tell McGee that having heard of his unfortunate illness, the entire membership of the Elks held a meeting
2: and passed the hat. Oh, now, Sig my gosh, that was awful. of the boys, but gee whiz, they shouldn't have... I'm
3: afraid that's too much like accepting charity, Mr. <laughs> Wellington. We simply couldn't...
2: Please...
5: Leave us not leap to conclusions As I say, hearing that McGee was ill, the entire membership passed the hat oh, After right. everyone had examined it and no one would lay claim to it We decided it must belong to McGee <laughs> Is this your hat, my friend? Yeah, why, well, why, sure that's my hat But my gosh, Well, what's...
3: of all that here, the man is lying sick and yeah. his friends
5: Ah, yes, they all asked to be remembered to him you received our flowers, McGee? Yes. Did you get them
2: back? Yes, we did. Thank you.
3: Get them back?
2: Yeah. We got a swell big bouquet of uh, pop- paper flowers that we always send to a lodge member that gets sick, see? <laughs> mm-hmm. When he leaves the hospital, he always returns it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good idea.
5: And we figure the budget is ahead in the past seven years, the sum of 1120 yeah. dollars We use this sum to have a banquet twice a year at which several, uh, which several members always get very sick. <laughs> that way everything comes out even, you see, Molly.
3: Oh, that's a lovely sentiment.
5: <laughs> <laughs> uh, have a pretty tough siege of
2: it, old man? Yes, I did, see. <laughs> I was going to tell you, that first morning when I woke up in the hospital, full of sulphur liverwurst, and I, I saw that
5: nurse standing there... Oh, with a... by Jove, speaking of nurses, I simply must dash along, old fellow. I must be at the Wistful Vista Nursery at 3.
3: Really, Mr. Wellington? Mm-hmm. A boy or girl? Apple tree. Good day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it seems to me he might have been more sympathetic, McGee. Oh,
2: Sig's heart's in the right place, Molly. You
3: think so, dear? Must
2: be. Isn't in the left place where everybody else's is. (laughs) Hey, hand me the phone, will you? I got to call Wilcox and thank him for sending me all those books while I was in the hospital.
3: Now you'll tire yourself, dearie. Let me call him. Oh,
2: I won't talk long. Just want to say thank you. He sent me one honey of a book that I predict is going to sweep the country.
3: Which one was that?
2: Tom the Bootblack, <laughs> By a fellow named Alger. Oh? Good, clean story. At the end, he comes into a fortune of 500 bucks.
3: <laughs> when was $500 considered a fortune?
2: Well, believe it or not, there was a time when if you had 500 bucks, you had 500 bucks. <laughs> not $11 and an internal revenue receipt.
1: <laughs> that was a long time ago. Before. Hello there, Molly. And how are you, Con? Valescent?
3: <laughs> Hello, oh. Mr. Wilcox.
1: How am I con Oh, if that isn't the
2: worst joke, I... Have, it says it right Take on. my advice, Junior. Steal gags if you want to. Repeat them, buy them, eavesdrop. Listen to Bob Hope. Read <laughs> joke books. But
1: don't try making up your own. I didn't. You pulled that one on me when I had the flu. Uh, I did? Yes, you did, Mickey. <laughs> I remember. You were particularly
3: bad about that period. Huh? We called you our pun-up boy of the month, remember?
1: (laughs) Well, my gosh, I know... Well, never mind that, pal. How do you feel?
2: Well, I'm still kind of rocky, dear. (laughs) That's a tricky thing, I had that type 3 stuff. And I got to watch myself for quite a while.
3: Yes, he was really very sick for a few days, Mr. Wilcox. Yeah. In fact, the man who drove the ambulance said McGee would not have been conscious when he got to the hospital if he hadn't let him work the siren all the way.
2: (laughs) Boy, when I woke up in the first day
1: in that hospital full of sulfur sydney strokes. And I saw that nurse standing there... I stopped a... in the hospital to see you, pal. But they said you were having an alcohol rub, so I went on my way.
3: Heavenly days. You could have gone in while he had that, Mr. Wilcox.
1: Sure. Who, me? After all these years of selling Johnson's self-polishing glow coat, deliberately sit there and watch all that rubbing and buffing? <laughs> oh, no.
2: <laughs> yes, it really would have perturbed Junior Molly. Didn't even restore any of my original color like Glowcoat does.
6: <laughs>
2: my original color when I went in there, being a sort of a bird's nest gray.
3: <laughs> well, it did give you a little new sparkle in life, dearie, like Johnson's Glowcoat.
1: Well, I guess it was sort of a silly comparison, Molly. I'm sorry I brought it up. Sorry, he brought it up. He says, Junior, any time you're
2: sorry, you mention Johnson's Glowcoat, I will present in Carnegie Hall a program of original compositions. For comb and tissue paper.
1: Well, I guess he feels
2: all right, Molly. Yeah, but you should have seen me the first day I woke up in that hospital, full of that sulfur herbicide, and that nurse standing there with a big... Big what, pal? I was expecting to be interrupted. I never got as far as the word big before.
1: (laughs) Oh, anyway, she was standing there with. Gee, I'll never forget what a close call I had when I had my appendix out.
2: Oh, this is much more serious than an appendix, Junior. The doctor
1: told me. My that... doctor told me it was the
2: worst case. You see, of... my symptoms cons- came on so suddenly that I never realized I, I never t- did either.
1: There I was, eating a simple dinner of charcoal-broiled spare ribs and coleslaw and French-fried onions, au gratin potatoes and sparkling burgundy, when suddenly I began to... Me, too. took me all of a sudden. So I said, uh-oh. I said, oh, boy, get me a doctor. Get a doctor, I said. I think I got appendicitis. I think I got pneumonia. Call an ambulance. Get an ambulance. Get me to a hospital right away. Me, too. Come on, Junior. You can ride with me. Okay, but hurry up, because... <laughs> What am I saying? That was five years ago. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're feeling better, pal. So long now.
2: <laughs> my gosh, I, I forgot to thank him for the books. Incidentally, did I, did I bring my Spanish dictionary back from the hospital?
3: Yes, you did. It's on the table. Uh, what would you want that for?
2: A patient across the hall from me in the hospital spoke nothing but Spanish. Nurse used to run in And ask me how to say things to him
3: Oh, I see
2: Yeah First time she run in She says "Uh, How do you say Please turn over in Spanish So I looks it up And I tells her Well Ten minutes later She comes trotting back And you know what She wanted me to look up What? How to say I'm sorry you fell out of bed (laughs) She was the same little nurse Oh,
3: hello, doctor I was sort of expecting you Hello,
2: Molly How are you feeling, live bait? (laughs) I'm paying you to tell me that, medicine man. Anybody think... And stop folding my eyelids back. That hurts. <laughs> Just wanted to see your eyeballs, Sonny.
7: Hmm. Look pretty good this afternoon. Two limpid pools of loveliness. One of them with what I took to be a gleam of almost human intelligence.
2: No kidding. How do you feel?
3: Oh, I think he's feeling better, Doctor.
2: I do, Doc. And look, the bowling team of the Elks plays tomorrow night. Do you think I can... No. Okay.
3: Incidentally, doctor, I want to thank you for your fast work in getting McGee to the hospital And arranging everything so smartly It was wonderful, really
7: Well, he was a pretty sick boy, my dear You could have fried a hamburger on his forehead And his pulse felt like cold tapioca Treat you all right in the hospital, McGee?
2: Oh, yeah, I guess so But believe me, Doc, the first morning when I woke up in that hospital full of sulfa intermezzo and saw that nurse... Oh, that would be Miss Croveny, the night nurse. Very efficient girl.
3: Oh, she certainly was, Doctor. Mm -hmm. McGee says she could change his pillows, powder his back, give him a shot, and be back in her chair asleep before he could say, hand me a Kleenex.
2: (laughs) I didn't sleep very good because I was scared of falling out of bed. Why do they have hospital beds so high, Doc?
7: Easier to reach the patient. Ooh. It's easier to clean under. And with rooms so hard to get, it's easy to see if there are any stowaways.
3: <laughs> well, it certainly is nice to have him out of the hospital, Doctor. You
7: know, that's the second time I've heard somebody say that today. Who said it
2: first? The hospital. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I bet I was as good a patient as they ever had in their noisy old germ trap. I never... Well, in the first place,
7: fever blister, you were a nuisance to one and all. You Hmm. kept dropping things on the floor all the time.
3: Oh, that was just a natural boyish curiosity, doctor. He was merely trying to see how many times the nurses could uh, bend over without those little white caps falling off.
2: (laughs) (laughs) My gosh, a guy's got to have a little amusement in a hospital. Yes, I know. And you
7: were really the life of the fourth floor. The nurse said you started twitching one night, and she asked you what was the matter. You said you'd had so many alcohol, rubs your skin had the hiccups.
3: (laughs) That was very funny, McGee.
7: I thought it might cheer the nurses up a little. Oh, they loved it. Mm -hmm. You know, nurses get so they think there are just three kinds of patients. Comics, Casanovas, and complainers. You're number one, the witty type. Hmm? The kind that grabs the doctor's stethoscope, sticks it in his ears and says, be quiet, everybody, I think I got Sinatra. (laughs)
2: I did not. I said Crosby.
7: (laughs) Or else you pick up your fever chart, get what you think is a humorous gleam in your eye and say, when it gets to 110,
2: sell me out.
3: Uh, He did not say that, doctor. He said, look, my temperature zigged when it should have zagged. Which I thought was very amusing
2: Yeah, and the nurses did, too Had to, The nurse did, too, and she had to turn her face away for a minute, she did well, Certainly, <laughs> she was trying to resist an overwhelming
7: desire to strangle you <laughs> Well, just continue the treatment, McGee Keep out of drafts, keep quiet, don't smoke, eat lightly
3: You think he's all right now, Doctor?
7: Oh, he'll be all right if he takes care of himself Which is an old rubber stamp I had made in
2: 1924 <laughs> <laughs> Well, much obliged, Doc You sure pulled me out of this one all right But that first morning when I woke up in that hospital full of sulfabenza hoop, with that nurse standing there with that. Uh oh, it's probably for me. Hello. Yes, it's Dr. Gamble.
7: Yes. Got a feverish look, has he?
3: Poor Dr. Gamble. Never a minute's rest. Yes.
7: Well, loosen his shirt collar, roll up his sleeves, and tell him to start dealing. I'll be right over.
3: So long, folks. See you later.
1: The King's men sing San Fernando Valley. I was never one to be a setter. I've been from Santa Fe to Mandalay.
7: Wherever I am, someplace else looks better. But where I'm going now, I'm going to stay. I'm going to pack my grip. Bought my ticket. I'm leaving today. we the track. I'm taking a trip.
5: Where to? To the cow country. Over yonder. Send my maid. Where to? Caravar FD. Over
1: yonder. Gonna settle down and never more And make the San Fernando Valley my home. Gonna plant some lemon trees. Plant some beans and plant some peas. No more trouble.
3: drugstore the next time. Remind me to order some more talcum powder.
2: Okay. Use that same kind you've been putting on my back. That smells wonderful. What kind is that?
3: That's uh, passion flower.
2: <laughs> passion flower. My gosh, get that can out of here. <laughs> order some after-shaving talcum. How would I look if somebody come in here and... Hey, here, hand me the phone
3: Now, McGee, you mustn't exert yourself
2: Well, it don't exert anybody to lie down on a davenport and toss a few wrong numbers around
3: All right, now, but you've had a hard day for an invalid, you know Two crossword (coughs) puzzles, three comic books, a game of solitaire and Vic and Sade Here, now, and don't strain your voice
2: Okay Hello, Operator me Kramer's Drugstore on the corner of 14th and, oh, is that you, Mert? Oh, dear How's every little thing, Mert? It is, eh? What say, Mert? Your brother just bought a 1944 convertible.
3: Heavenly days, I didn't know there were any 1944 automobiles.
2: Well, they really wanted 20 bucks for this one, but the kid dickered them down to 1944 without the windshield wiper. (laughs) What say, Mert? Yes, uh, yeah, I had quite a time of it, Mert. Now,
3: now, McGee, take it easy.
2: Well, thanks, Mert. It's quite a thing, all right. That first day when I woke up in the hospital... Yeah, I was full of that sofa-dizzy Dean. And I looked up and saw that nurse standing there with that... Hello? Hello? Hello, Mert? Hello? Cut off.
3: Yeah. (laughs) She'll probably call you right back, unless I'm badly mistaken, and I'm sure I am. Uh, Don't you want to take a little nap now before dinner? No, no.
2: If I take a nap now, I won't be able to sleep tonight, and I'm planning on finishing a dream where I've hooked a swordfish about this long, and I want to be...
6: Yes, Beulah. Excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> but where at can I locate the whereabouts of who put the rolling pin where I can't find it? <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, uh, the rolling pin is up on top of the cabinet, Beulah. You making a pie?
6: Yes, ma'am. I thought maybe Mr. McGee might be in the mood for a nice custard pie. Is you, Mr. McGee? <laughs>
2: I sure am, Beulah. Not that anybody has to be in the mood for one of your pies. Everybody admires your crust, you know.
6: Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you, sir. The sentiment is reposcribed. It's a reciprocate. <laughs> Everybody admires yours, too.
3: Uh, Beulah, are you getting along all right
6: with everything? Yes, ma'am. Except I hope the refrigerator get cold again so I can chill the salad. I ex-frosted it this afternoon. <laughs>
2: Oh, you could have let that go, Beulah. Personally, I never defrost the refrigerator till it starts stamping its feet. Just it
6: starts stamping its feet. Oh, look at you. you. <laughs> Love that man.
3: <laughs> well, uh, I'll go out and see if you've got it turned up high enough, Beulah. Now, don't get into a draft while I'm gone, McGee.
6: No. You sure had a bad cold, didn't you, Mr. McGee? Bad
2: cold? My gosh, Beulah, I had the pneumonia.
6: Oh, I'm glad to hear that, sir. I was afraid you had a real bad cold.
2: Look, Beulah, pneumonia is a very dangerous thing to have. They had to rush me to the hospital in an ambulance. Mm
6: -hmm. Mm-hmm. You scared me to death riding one of them things, you know that? They skidows along with that old banshee howling and the gong-gonging, and when they unload you, what you got? Worse.
2: (laughs) You had some experience, eh, Beulah?
6: No, sir. I've never been sick a day in my life. Only time Mom ever called a doctor for me is when I get vacated for dip pox and small theory.
2: Smallpox and diphtheria. Yes,
6: yeah, sir. Outside of that, I never even had no childhood diseases like falling off a tricycle because I never had a tricycle.
2: Now, wait a minute, Beulah. Let me get this straight.
6: You never been sick a day in your life, eh? No, sir. Never been in a hospital? No, sir. Only to deliver a friend of mine who was in a rundown condition from a beer truck. <laughs> You never had anything wrong with you at all? No physical ailments? No, sir, never.
2: Ah, sit down, Beulah. I want to talk to you. Yeah, sir? Ah. Well, sir, Beulah, I'll never forget that first morning in the hospital when I woke up full of sulfonastertium and saw that nurse standing there with an eight-pound baby in her arms. She just stopped by on her way from the maternity ward, of course. But... Me with all dizzy from that sofa and looking up at that new baby, it was one of the most frightening things. <laughs>
1: well,
2: ladies and gentlemen, for all the flowers, cards, letters, and telegrams you sent me in the hospital, I'm very grateful. They were swell. I can't express my appreciation to all of you in person, so this will have to be a blanket thank you. We also want to thank our old friend Gildersleeve for coming over to Wistful Vista to help us out last week. Now that I'm on my feet again...
3: Excuse me, McGee. Yes? Move over a little, will you, please? What for? You're on my feet again.
2: Huh? Oh. (laughs) Good night.
3: Good night, (laughs)
6: Al.
1: the national broadcasting
0: company. I hope you enjoyed this latest Geezer Gus presents episode. Stay tuned for the next exciting episode. Please check back often and make sure to subscribe to my podcast so you won't miss the new exciting episodes. In the meantime, scroll up or down to find other exciting episodes to listen to. Don't forget to visit geezergus.com to see and listen to all the program categories and episodes. I really want to say a special thank you to all of the Patreon supporters for helping to keep Geezer Gus Presents online. Your support is truly appreciated. Thanks for stopping by. Bye bye for now.